Nick, can you guess what movie we're watching today? Not at all. Well, even after that? Well, considering the fact that I didn't watch the movie at all, you're going to have to run us through this one. Train is coming, baby. A money train. Oh, good. Ooh, when you said a train is coming, I'm like, I don't do drugs, my guy. What? <laughs> Get your mind out the gutter, right? How's my mind in the gutter when thinking of drugs? I wasn't thinking about doing a train on a woman. I'm married. <sighs> All right. Well, Nick, for your information, a train is coming. It's a money train uh... starring once again from last week. Last week was Bobby Rayburn. This week, I don't know what his character's name John is. John Hook. Is that his name? Yep. Could he be more of a generic name? Nope. Damn. All right. Well, actually, it could. Brandon Jones. That'd be generic. That'd be very generic. Because that is the f- most common first name, first common last name on both whites and blacks. I'd hate to have that name. I it's, know. It's so plain Jane generic. Man. I know, right? I'm glad my name is Nick Arcana. It's Brandon Jones' kind of name I would expect to see in the credits of a Supernatural episode. And that's the kind of people they have in that show. So, so um, not Supernatural, but... I guess it is, but not the show. I actually have a movie box set of, and one of the actors, his name is Brandon Jones. Really? Yeah. And he even had long hair. He had the goatee. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I wonder why he looks familiar. Maybe, maybe it's actually you in some weird alternate universe. It would have to be because I showed it to my brother-in-law, showed it to my <laughs> wife. And they both looked at it and watched, and then next thing I know, my brother's like, when did you do a movie? Right. I'm just thinking, well, if I did a movie, why aren't I getting paid for it? (laughs) And also, I wouldn't have done this stupid-ass movie. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So anyways, Money Train, 1995, the movie preceding last week's movie, before Snipes did the fan, he did this movie. And this is part two of our Snipeathon. Snipeathon. The yeah. end of our Snipeathon. End? Yeah. A, a Snipeathon has to at least have four. I refuse to do drop zones, sir. There will be no drop zone in the future of this podcast. You want to bet? No, because you do get to pick movies. <laughs> so eventually you may try to hit me with drop zone. And I'm calling out sick that week, damn it. <laughs> um, so, but more importantly, we have Snipes reteaming with Woody Harrelson. Yep. After from the White Man Camp Jump and the Wildcat Wildcats, movie? yeah. So they've uh, done a couple movies together now. Yep. Apparently, they met on Wildcats, became close friends, and to be honest, they're still close friends to this day. Wow. Okay. And probably this has got to be one of the first movies for Jennifer Lopez. Probably. I'm thinking so. Probably. And the only reason I'm assuming that is because in order she in order for her to get into acting. Obviously, she's a beautiful woman. But, you know, a lot of women turn down this role for one reason. I mean, Cameron Diaz turned down this role for this this reason. Nudity? nudity. Yeah, you know, because you expect nudity when you agree to do a horror movie, but not necessarily like a mainstream whatever Which this is. I found out, and I think they purposely did it because they got Jennifer Lopez. This That sex scene was not originally in the movie. So basically, Wesley Snipes was like, hey, can I have a sex scene? No, it wasn't even Wesley Snipes' plan. It was whoever did the rewrite for it. Because this movie originally had Tony Scott from The Fan and some other guy. I didn't even check his name, Doug something. 
He did, Tony Scott, he did a train movie later on with Denzel. I think, um, what is it called? Unstoppable? You know what I'm talking about? Probably. Yeah, he, did, he did eventually do uh, some kind of train movie. Yeah, but uh, originally Tony Scott came in to do this movie, and he got somebody named Doug something to write it. When Tony Scott left and the new director came in, he fired the original writer and had another writer come in and rewrite it, which included a sex scene after they had started filming. You know, the different writers and the rewrites, it really shows in the script, I feel like, because we'll get into it, but this movie's very uneven in terms of what genre it is and what it's trying to accomplish. And it kind of hurts it a little bit because I imagine when you first... I imagine that it was all written around the idea of Snipes and Woody teaming together. Mm-hmm. And with them together, you're thinking comedy. But this movie tries to go through comedy and action and drama the all only, at once, scene only, by scene. The only thing I like about this movie is Jennifer Lopez. The only thing? The only thing. Wow, She, she takes the whole damn movie from me. Well, then let's get into this movie with the opening of Charlie being drunk. Drunk on the job, too. I know. Or undercover drunk such, on the job. Such an asshole. Idiot. And asshole. the real question... Yes. I'm going to ask the same que- the real questions here. Yep. Where the fuck is Jennifer Lopez? She's not there yet. She hasn't transferred in yet. This is just Wesley and Woody so far. And they are... I already hate this movie. They are here to find some guy who does some so, bad stuff. We find our heroes... Chasing down some random person. Because who, they tried to rob Charlie while he was drunk. Yep. Which, you'd think, when, they, when Charlie's being robbed, he would have immediately started tugging. The minute they took the very first thing out of, off of him. Yep. It's like, tug, they're, they're stealing. But no, he waits until they find the badge. It's like... Rain? I don't know. It's a lot of noise, but I don't see it. It's raining. Is that rain? Yeah. I didn't know it was supposed to rain tonight. I didn't. Oh, well, back to the job. You're off tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm off tomorrow. All right. If I wasn't off tomorrow, I would have only been able to do one movie. I'd have been like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you'd think that they would admit that uh, they would start chasing them down after the first thing was stolen. The rain is coming, baby. The rain is coming, baby. The rain is pouring down. Oh, that should be the song. And with that, <laughs> I need to take a shot. <laughs> Excuse me for the a second. The rain is pouring, baby. That's how I'm going to close out the podcast. I'm going to sing us off when the episode's over. The rain is still coming, baby. Damn, it's actually coming down pretty good, too. Yep. Um, well, so we got Petty Criminal... Well, Petty Criminal runs into a bunch not of so petty bullet, bullet fire. <laughs> it's like, freeze! No, freeze! Well, they shoot this man to kingdom come. Well, that's because technically it's still illegal to, sh- even back in 1995, it's illegal to shoot somebody who is unarmed. Well, not only that, but we also established our villain here in this opening scene. What's Peter, his name? Uh, Peterson. Peterson. Peterson is told that there's like the train has been stopped because there's cops there yep. on the track, and he's like, "Nobody stops the money. Speed train. the train up. Nobody <laughs> stops the money. Nobody stops my train." And already you're like, "You're a dick. You just order the death of the cops, but that like, <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense." I'm already like, kind of like, "He should be arrested already." It's already like you know, also, I, I don't I don't like villains that are just like, 
Okay, comically like, evil. This is not a human being. <laughs> nobody, nobody in charge of like a corporation would be like, yes, this is good publicity if it runs over the cops. It's just that's just stupid. Well, here's a real question because they they report <laughs> to Peterson like three or four times in this movie. Do they not have a captain? Is Peter Peterson the captain of the whole thing? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't feel like they're actually cops. Right. It's so weird. We see the badges and we see them at like cop parties at the bar. But yeah, like, are they, they seem to be on this one case at the train thing. They're dealing with Peterson the entire well, time. Well, they're a transit cop, so that's what they deal with is something. Okay, so there is a lot of They're just doing that. the decoy bit. But they still probably would be going to the precinct and stuff. And right, and we, and we still don't see who their captain is. Yeah. We don't see their captain. They report to Peterson multiple times. And even when Jennifer Lopez shows up, she just shows up kind of randomly, already undercover with them. Right. It's really weird. Uh, so anyway, uh, you want to know the best part of this whole scene? What? What a Harrelson goes in for a swing. He's like, no, 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 you're not going to hit him. Why? Because I am. Boom. And then a fight breaks out where they get their asses kicked. Because, you know... Five on one usually wins. And then they get their asses chewed out by Peterson. Who says some weird shit. Yeah, this dude has uh, quite the lingo. I mean, literally, if y'all if ever fuck off with my money training game, remember, we will tangle ass. I'm like, we will tangle ass. I know this is 1995. I was alive in 95. I don't remember people don't, talking quite like that. That sounds. There's a lot of things that this guy says that makes me think he is definitely in the closet. I'm gonna fuck you dead. Fuck you dead. Uh, I own your ass. And I'm sorry. I own your ass. I know I own your ass is not necessarily a closeted sentence, but when you say stuff like tangle ass and fuck you dead, like, okay, so you are a gay necrophiliac? It seems like something's going on with Peterson because nobody would naturally be this evil. And I don't know the writer thought all these lines were funny in the way they're not. The way Richard Blake gives these the lines, honestly, got got me a chuckle the first time. But after after the very first time, I was like, why? You just as the movie goes on <laughs> and you see more of Peterson. You just want more than just like one note, super evil human being. But that's all we get throughout the movie. He never changes off that high edge of super villain, basically. Yep, someone got into an accident. The rain caused an accident, baby. Um, (laughs) So, so the problem with the movie is, right about this point, after this opening scene... The next hour, there's no plot. Nothing's really happening. Oh no, we get we get some plot. Charlie's a gambler. He gets ha- hung over the awning of this like 51 foot hotel where John shows up and just like drop him. I'm done with this fool. Fifteen thousand, <laughs> drop him. Yeah, just drop him. <laughs> and then they were about to. And he goes, no no, 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 no. I was just joking. I was just joking. You bring him back up. We'll take care of it. Look, I'm okay with them setting up this this gambling thing. Because they have to have a reason to go after the train. Yeah, but it just never pays off in a satisfying way. And then also, there's a weird dynamic between Woody and Wesley where they're brothers and Woody feels like Wesley is always holding him down or like always upstaging him and doing better than him. Which is weird because 
But they're both in the they're both at the same level in life. They're both have the same cop job and well, yeah, but they work together. The so. thing is, you got Wes who actually took care of himself moving upwards throughout life. Then you got Woody who got into gambling as a drunk and probably really only has his job because of John. Yeah. And and to a point where even like um Wesley has maintained a home in the area he grew up in mm. and Woody moved away because he said there's not enough action there. So that tells you he's like kind of in his own in his own head. But but ultimately it's still kind of like it's a weird resentment that I don't get because all we see basically is Wesley for the most part being a good bailing, bailing him out of the situations pretty <laughs> yeah. much. So where does the hostility come from? But then Jennifer Lopez is going to come and make the whole thing worse. But speaking of Jennifer Lopez, she finally shows up and now we're back to Jennifer Lopez being the best thing about this movie because she's so damn beautiful. My wife is going to kill me. This is horrible. As, as a reviewer in 2022, you're saying she's the best part of the movie only because she looks good. What about her acting? You better compliment something else. Well, I mean, her acting... She's beautiful. No, her acting's ah. actually pretty... Her, actually, her acting's pretty good in this. I can believe her as this character of Grace being a badass woman that can take on... The problem is, I mean, look, I like... Now, Wo- both of them like... I like Woody, but... He's going to compete with Wesley Snipes for a girl. <laughs> yeah, I like Woody, but uh, Come on, Woody ain't getting that. Ah, and fucking scene's hilarious. Yeah, because these old women come looking for a date. Yep, and they see Wesley Snipes and goes, ooh, he's got some big hands. Yeah, this scene is funny. And he's sitting there tugging at his lapel like, someone help. At this point, it's like, he should have just broke character. He's like, bitches, get away from me. That's the thing. This movie, when I say it's uneven, like, the comedy works. Anytime Woody and, and uh, Wesley have a funny dialogue and these setup and scenarios, the comedy works. It's just that it's not enough comedy because they're trying to go back and forth with the drama and the action parts. And so. now we get a little bit of comedy with Grace because she comes up acting drunk, acting badass, going up against these two big women that, be honest with you, would probably be able to kick her ass to two-on-one fight. Yep. And she just goes in there acting like crazy bitch. And rolls up her sleeves like, you both want to fit. And they're like, no, no, no. She didn't. I mean, you see them sitting there arguing back and forth as they're leaving. That with was, Snipes' hat still on her head. That was a good improv from, from Grace there. Um, did we talk about the stick-up scene with the kids? Oh, yeah. No, that was we actually did skip. a pretty good... Well, co- that's because it hasn't happened yet. Okay. That's, I didn't know we were talking about it yet. Okay. So, uh, first we meet Torch. Our second villain of the movie. I guess third. Yeah, and I, I didn't think there could be a worse villain than Peterson, but <laughs> this guy is the most, like, uh, He comes in key, and burns people. Low-key, non-developed, nothing villain in all of action movies ever. Played by Chris Cooper. They got a good actor playing him, and he's still not even used properly. He just goes in, splurges all over, sets her on fire. One question. This happened all the way... I understand it happened across the uh, rail station. Yep. Wesley Snipes still should have been able to see this shit. Yep. He was literally laying there, and when you see it happening, he gets the call that it's happening. He jumps up, and all he does is run straight. Yep. That's why I'm like, so you heard those ladies screaming, and you decided to do nothing. Nothing. Wes, I'm sorry. At this point, Grace is literally the only reason I'm watching this movie. <laughs> him and Woody are not good cops they are not good cops they're not good at their job I'm they, sorry, at they this, suck at this point when the woman is screaming he should have just jumped up and ran for her right then and there 
Like they are. He would have gotten to him before he set the fire. They are incompetent cops. I expect them to be the two cops in horror movies who just show up and, and fuck up basically and don't and die. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, easily. So Torch uh, gets away in the foot race by punching Grace in the face. You got to do what yeah, you got. Right. You got to do what you got to do. I guess. <laughs> Should have torched her. So. No, because then we don't get Jennifer Lopez. And then seeing that the brothers are competing for her affection. Yeah, so it, it feels like, again, to fill in the time here, we have to have this um, this sort of love triangle between the three characters, which is more like it's more like a TV show plot line than that, like what you would think to see like in a movie. This feels like a W, like a W, a CW plot line where the brothers are like trying to get her attention and stuff and but you know they got to fill in the, the holes here there's no plot so they got to fill in time with stuff so well better yet let's fill in the time with a mugging yes the scene they're they're just sitting there arguing back and forth charlie and john then all of a sudden they hear a bunch of guys like hey give us all your money first then your watches and your rings yeah these kids come up to them try to rob them which you know, I, you know, if I'm a stick-up kid, right? I got the gun and everything like that. I'm still, I'm seeing who I'm, I'm coming up on. If I see the back of a head, it looks like Wesley Snipes, potentially. Well, no, Wesley Snipes was facing towards them. If I see Wesley Snipes, <laughs> and you're like a, they look like these are probably like 14-year-old kids with guns, maybe. Maybe 16 years old. You're pulling up on two grown-ass men <laughs> with your guns. <laughs> I'm sorry, for one, when you're going to do a mugging, by the way, do not take this as advice. When you're going to do a mugging... This is from Nick's years of mugging history. Be ready to shoot. Because you never know what the other person has. Well, they both pull out guns pretty easily. Exactly. So if you're not willing to shoot the person you're trying to mug, don't even attempt it. Because to be honest, it's going to backfire. Also, don't show your face. Because... yeah, well, if you show your face, you have to kill them. These kids are bold because when Wesley and Woody pull out their guns, these kids still have their guns up. Like, like yeah, let's do a, like a gunfight. Like, like you kids know that the fact they pulled guns out on you means they're either cops or something you probably don't want to deal with. Right. But uh, eventually, they, they they take the comedic route to get rid of them. They, they take the passenger fifty seven route. Yes. They pretty much aim the guns at each other, just start arguing. The guys think they're crazy, and at this point, again, if I'm the mugger, I'm like. Just shoot them, bang. Because once the guns are off of them and on each other, it's like, huh, fuck it, free money. I think these these I think they knew these muggers weren't actually the real deal, though. Well, yeah, and it's obvious, but still, just a bit of advice for anyone who's thinking about it. Don't do it, for one. That's the main advice. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm gonna, you must have something. You but must have sent the wrong message here. Don't so. also... Don't have your face shown because then you're going to get caught easily, easier. And if you're coming at them with a gun, be ready to use it. Okay. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) For more advice on mugging, look for Nick Arcana on Twitter. Actually, Nick, if you decide to do, you know, some classes about mugging, you can probably charge $19.95, three installments for the three different workshops. They can come basically, and then you can also tell the people that they don't do it. No, but they owe you. You you get fifty percent of all their future earnings from mugging. <laughs> so you get a couple. You probably got like well, so twenty dollars off that. You so. want to know something funny? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. On YouTube, there's a channel called Viva La Dirt League. 
they have a series called Epic NBC Man. One of their skits is muggers. Hmm. And the muggers go up to people. They decide they're, they're trying to talk if they're going to mug the person. And half the time, one guy says, no, because that's a chicken. Or no, because that's a dragon. Huh. You know, going back and forth, and finally one goes, hey, what are we? We're muggers. And what do we do? We mug people. So let's go mugging. Let's go mugging. Now, props to them. They usually do take the physical route when needed, but, you know, they die all the time because they're low-statted. Right. But anyway, back to the movie. Okay, so let's move on. The money train backup scene. Yes. Where they get into another fight. Wesley Snipes is actually just sitting in the back, kind of clapping like a little girl because he just watched Grace kick somebody's ass. Yep. And then they're meeting up with Peterson again. Peterson, who does not make a good impression on Santiago. He didn't do it right. like, Officer Santiago. Diago. Santiago. Which, because he's like, oh, is this your girlfriend? Weston, I go, your girlfriend? What he's not. I was like, oh, well, I got it. Black brother, white brother, Latino sister. It's like, wow. She kept her composure because she looked, because. She's about to kick him through the, the glass. Almost any woman I know would have kicked his ass by now. Well, Peterson has power because he's in the position of authority. Gee, so. I wonder how long that power is going to last him. About 20 more minutes in the movie. So. <laughs> um, all right. So the way their dynamic plays out between this love triangle is that Jennifer Lopez pretty much picks Wesley Snipes. And then immediately Woody actually unfortunately stumbles upon the deed. Yep. And then we have basically a little bit of a strained relationship and that's going to kind of be there while Torch Guy is about to be taken down a notch yep so now we get our climax to torch which hey man this has been built up so much i can't wait to see what happens to torch i wonder if he's gonna you know no no he's just gonna burn and they get ran over by a train damn it torch why you do that man (laughs) all right let me just say this torch whole plot thing was like probably the worst subplot in any movie ever (laughs) i would just remove the whole thing yeah but like i said the whole torch thing it really is just to pan out the running time. So one of the things we did overlook <clears throat> is, you know, when John realizes he's getting with Grace after what he called dibs. Remember, dibs is dibs and is dibs. You cannot go against the dibs. Nope. But John did. He did. So he went against the dibs. He got the girl. He gave... Woody, the money. The money. To go pay off his gambling debts. Which then he gets pocketed by an old woman. A very crafty old woman. Yep. And hey, look, anybody could fall for that one, all right? Also, during this whole thing trying to get torched, why would you set the same woman that he knocked knocked out as the decoys? Like, I'm surprised he didn't just turn around and walk away. He's like, no. That was bad writing, I agree. (laughs) So anyway, that must have been in the rewrite. Just got lost. There. Yeah. So anyway, after Torch's death, Peterson offers a way to save Charlie because Charlie fucked up this whole time. He was drunk after realizing he's not getting a girl and he's not getting out of his debt. He gets not drunk. play drunk, real drunk. <laughs> yeah. And and actually, Wesley just washes his hands with 
Yeah, this is pretty much our break, our brother breakup scene. Such a he, such a soap opera moment. He said, he said, get the fuck out of my life. Yeah, because they both lose their jobs because John still has that need to help Charlie no matter what. Even though at this point he should have washed his hands. Even Charlie was trying to back him. I was like, oh no yep. no no no. Charlie was trying to keep John from losing his from losing his job, but you know John still has that brotherly love for him. So much so that he's still going to take care of his gambling debt in a weird way. Yeah, he beats up Mr. Brown. Now, this is weird because they said basically it's lazy writing. They were just like, hey, we have we have Wesley Snipes. Let him be Blade and just go in there and just like like it was a room full of vampires and fuck them all up. Yeah, it was lazy writing because, be honest with you. It should have just left that scene, took that. So my problem with the fan, which we talked about, it was too short. There's some scenes that needed to be added to add a little bit more to the characters. Right. This one is too long because they're not adding anything. No, no. <laughs> All we're adding is that basically if need be, the Wesley character of John, whatever his face is. It's is, Superman. It's basically more stronger than his Demolition Man character or any of his other movie characters. And even if like the, the whole mob came at him... With a with a the kick of his foot, he could fuck them all up, basically. Yeah, exactly. So now we get Charlie deciding to rob the train. He's doing it as he's planned, and he almost gets away with it if it wasn't for the meddling kids and their damn dog. Yep. And I mean the park police. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Scooby Doo the money train. Um, because beyond if they weren't there, he was right there. He had it. But you know, you kind of can't walk past a bunch of cops with a three bags of money. Well, look, let's talk about Wesley Snipes on the, motor, on the motorcycle trying to murder half of New York City. What is this man doing? He's trying to help Charlie. He, he rides a motorcycle in the subway, and then the, it's a normal crowd at night, so there's a lot of people there. And instead of slowly going through and whatever, finding another route, he drives through the escal- drives down the escalator. People are having to jump off the escalator, probably breaking their legs. What the hell, man? I know what it is. That was some reckless shit, Wesley. Fuck people. My brother's in trouble. Family comes Like, first. as a former officer of the law, that man had a certain responsibility to the citizens of that city. No. Not to, they didn't help to not, him. To not murder them with your motorcycle. Remember, they didn't help him. They're not fans of him. He didn't call Robert De Niro yet. I'm just saying, this makes him as bad as Pierce when Pearson was like, nothing stops the train. Wesley said, nothing stops the motorcycle. <laughs> the well, now... Now they're really not going to be able to stop that train because they bleed the brakes. Damn it, Matt. The one thing I was going to say is just make sure you don't bleed the brakes. That so the real matter. question I got is when Charlie notices the cops at the top, why didn't he do what he's going to end up doing at the end and put these bags of money in his jacket? My bigger question is why, is, why, does, he have, why does he have such a problem with this? At this point, yeah, take some of the money. He's still, like, not letting him do it to a point where... Because he needs to be morally correct. Yeah, but they get in this dumb fight where they almost die on the train because yeah, of this I fight. Yeah, I feel this, like Wes... That was such a forced fight. I feel like Wes should have died. Because when he gets pushed out of the train, uh, it literally looks like when he's going down, his head would have slammed up against that wall. I just don't think in this moment with what's going on, they would literally get into a fist fight or one of them is almost falling off the train. Right. That seemed like just like a... Let's write it in, even though we can't see those characters doing this, right? <laughs> and this is a fun ending, but there's no stakes because the tone is light enough to where we just know that nothing bad's going to happen to these two characters. Yeah, they really wanted us to feel like these characters were in trouble. 
Maybe when they were going up against Torch, someone gets hurt. When they were going up, when during Mr. Brown, they didn't actually finish that thing off with John beating the living crap out of him. Leave that alone and go straight to the money train heist. The, the problem with the drama and the action movie is that just the tone of the movie is so light. This is light entertainment. Uh, everything is pretty harmless. The bad guys, they yell a lot, but they're pretty harmless. So, yeah, it's like, we're just kind of like, okay, we know that, you know, because how comedic and light this movie is, we know everything's going to turn out fine. It's just about seeing how it happens. Um, it's a fun ending, and, you know, finally the movie's called Money Train, so it finally comes into play at the end really in a big way. Yeah, and uh, so the climax of this is Peterson did not divert the Money Train off on a separate railway that doesn't go anywhere. Instead, he... Because nothing stops his train, Nick. Nothing. But instead, he keeps it on there, so that way when it rams into another train, he's thinking these people are going to be civilized enough to stop the train themselves. I'm like... Nope. If you couldn't stop the train, why would you think that there's still brakes on that train? Right. They even said, once you bleed the brakes, they they can't stop it, but neither can we. Now, here's a real question. Is there like a level of brake bleeding they could have done to where they still would have been able to stop it, but the systems would not have worked? Mm. I, mind I, I, I missed class that day. I was at IHOP, <sighs> so I skipped that. that uh, you were at IHOP and you didn't get me some pancakes? No, this is like 15 years ago. I didn't get you any pancakes. Motherfucker. They didn't even have back then. They didn't have the Cinestack, the strawberry, anything. It was just basic, plain pancakes. I love basic, plain, the... Anyway. Too, too, too much about do. <laughs> I love basic, plain pancakes. Well, you're the only one. my butter and syrup and a fork and a knife. That's it. You eat pancakes with a knife? Yes. How do you use the fork? Well, when you have a five stack. Yeah, fork that, the, the fork doesn't cut through. The fork can cut through the five stack. No. Anyways. Especially not if my dad made it. He made it fluffy like this fucking huge, like George Lopez fucking pancake. Hey, let's talk about let's talk about this punch that Peterson takes to the shin. <laughs> Holy shit, this punch. So this is the, the we mu- get our Mike third, Tyson level. This is our third punching joke. You know, Wes goes in for the punch, Woody's like, no, 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 you can't hit him. Woody goes in for the punch, Wes's like, no, 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 you can't hit him. We both, both hit, him. hit him. Boom. He tries to get him a This rip. man flies back fifty feet. He Jeez. tries to arrest him, and then Santiago punches him into and a wall. Arrests him because the man... He tried to kill everybody. The man belongs in jail. So, But who's not going to jail, who definitely committed a crime... Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Because he actually got away with one bag that had $536,000 in that bag. So he's going to be able to pay off that 15000 pretty easily. Oh, they're gonna be living good now. And and Wesley at this point, as much as he made a big stink about it, oh, he's happy. he can only just laugh because he's like, Yeah, this mofo got away with it. So But I gotta think that somebody knows how much money's supposed to be there and they'll be like But nobody I guess nobody knew they were on the train, so Exactly. So at the end of the day It's very it's light. time to get back to our co- categories. Oh yeah, okay. All time right. to drive right into them categories. Let's take a train to the category station. Choo choo The categories are coming, baby. They're here right now, baby. What's your best performance, baby? Go ahead. (laughs) You know what? Just for that, my best performance is Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) I mean, all right. I mean, that's and I know exactly why. Unexpected. So she's beautiful. 
the way the way she, she says the word she, the way she says the word Santiago. And she has a redacted scene that shows redacted body parts. I gotta edit that out. I can't. <laughs> I, I want you to have some credibility I as it for you. I want you to have credibility as a okay. reviewer, not just a stand-up comic. So come on. But anyway, come on. If I was a stand-up comedy, I would have been slapped in the face by now. Digitally, you have been slapped in the face, just not in person. <laughs> anyway, so as for, but I'm gonna have to be serious. But I, but I, I think Jennifer is a good point because really, like, it's almost like Woody and Wesley cancel each other out, though. It's like, well, they, how can you give it to one or the other? It's weird. They do cancel each other out. The only problem is, you know, the the main bits that Jennifer Lopez was in made some sense, except for the whole thing with Wes and Woody and the damn. A money train. You see her in a car like five times. Like, uh, do we need to see her this many times in this it, scene? I gotta be honest. If I if I have to choose, I gotta go Woody though because I think that his character drives the plot more. In his terms character of, is the plot. <laughs> yeah, and and Wesley's just being Wesley. I mean, it's weird. This is part two of the Wesley the Wesley the, the, the Snipesathon, and he didn't get best performance last week or this week for me at least. <laughs> Now, but um, he's kind of the second character in both these movies. So. For me, I still give it to Jennifer Lopez in the fact that she does create a small conflict between the brothers, even though that conflict ended pretty damn quickly. She still did a good, a good role with her character. She was badass. She was able to kick ass. Even when she thought she was about to burn alive, she still get told Torch he's a piece of doo-doo. My runner-up is Torch, by the way. Feel bad for him. Yeah. All right, worst performance. Peterson alert. So I can't give it to Peterson. What? I, I, sh- I can't. You better. I'm giving I, it to Torch. You know what? <laughs> you, you deserve to be fucked dead, right? But that's a problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what else did Peterson say? Was that the line? Um, ta- uh, we'll tangle ass. <laughs> yeah, what a tangle ass for that response, mofo. All right? <laughs> but no, uh, I give it to Torch. Because this character had no reason to be <laughs> in this damn movie. It's not his fault, though. I know for a fact Chris Cooper's a great actor. He is a great actor. And Robert Blake's a pretty good actor. And it's still, I can't give it to Robert Blake because he still had lines in the movie that made me chuckle. Is he a good actor from this role? I don't know. He still had lines that made me chuckle. All right. That's fair. Chris Cooper had Pe- nothing. He wasn't intimidating. Peterson is the worst villain I've seen in a movie in a long time, right? I don't think the villain was meant to be intimidating. Well, that's a fail in the movie then. But it's a fail on Torch too because they did nothing with them. All right, what's your favorite scene? Favorite scene, honestly, is the uh, ending scene with the money train crashing and the other train. Agreed 100%. By far the best, most exciting scene in the movie. Because it's exciting, it's fun. The way they got out of it, you know, probably wouldn't work, but fuck it. It was still inter- entertaining watching that train just doing a bunch of somersaults while watching damn... Uh, Peterson just be like, no! I'll kill them. I'll have them. I'll have both their heads. Which, by the way, shouldn't trains purposely, especially trains like this, I feel like they should purposely have something to be able to latch yourself down, you know, like a seatbelt or something. So that way, when it starts doing that, you're not going with it. True. You're sitting in one spot. It's going to be a pain in the ass because you're going to be dizzy as shit. Yeah. Going to be a lot of puke, but you won't be dead. Worst scene. So nothing really stands out as being like over the top. Oh no, bad to me. something does. But is it when he I, beats up Mr. Brown, all the uh, gangster dudes. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Because again, it's just out. Of, it's out of place. It feels like it's uh, a scene from a different movie placed there. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Ha- so my worst scene and my scene change is actually in the same. Is the same thing. The Mr. Brown scene because if they would have just not done that and went straight to the money train, by the time the whole ending, by the time the ending happens, we know he has the money to be able to pay off Mr. Brown. So we don't yeah. need to watch Wes go in there and kick everyone's ass. It's not a resolution. It's just putting Wes in a situation for him to fight. Yeah. And we already got the Passenger 57 because I think that one came out first, didn't it? Yeah, and especially too yeah. because like, yeah, because he's going to have the money at the end anyways to pay them back. That's the resolution. You don't need... We don't you, need... You made it seem like basically no matter what money he owed, Wesley could just go in there anytime and beat their asses. So it doesn't matter what, the, what he owes them. Yeah, so at the end of the day, that scene was pointless, useless, and it was a waste of 10 minutes. I think we both are going to be agreeing with this in terms of what would you change. For me, I'm removing the entire Torch plot line. Mm. I know there's like nothing else to fill it in because there was no plot, but it's like just we don't get, need those scenes. <laughs> get deeper into their history, their relationship, show them more of their day-to-day life, basically whatever. I just think the action in this movie is like completely outplaced. It's it's very similar to um the Vampire maybe I should call it the Vampire Brooklyn complex where that movie didn't know if it wanted to be fully horror or fully comedy. It was kind of switching back and forth and didn't really get the tone right. This movie is trying to do way too much, and I feel like there's a great comedy in here, but it's being brought down by the added drama and the added action. So I would have just went straight, full-blown comedy mm. in this movie. Just show Wesley and Woody as cops and have them interact and do stuff, but take the drama out and take this horrible torch plot line out. I don't blame Chris Cooper. I blame the writers for that. So as an overall thought... Personally, this movie has some good acting in it. Great actors that play some pretty decent characters. Their their chemistry saves the day between oh, definitely. Woody and Wesley. At, and I never thought I'd say this, but the action scenes are very out of place in this movie. I definitely feel like it was meant to be a pure comedy with drama. A dramedy, if you will. Light on the drama, hopefully, and heavy yeah. on the comedy. But yeah. yeah, but still, it was meant to be... Honestly, I feel like a pure comedy. They should have just not had all, all these action scenes. Just save that one fight scene between Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. It still breaks somewhat of character, but mm-hmm. it's the only fight that really still makes some sense. We don't need the torch plot line. That takes up thirty, what, 20 minutes of the movie that we'll never get back. Yep. The fight, uh, the other fight that happens takes 10 minutes of the movie we'll never get back. And it takes away from the characters we actually want to see and go through. And so overall, all the score, the the music for the movie is pretty good, though. The train is coming, baby. Not anymore. He just ruined the music for me. How dare you? So anyway, I'm going to give this movie a two and a half out of yeah, two and a half out of four because it is still a fun movie to watch if you can get past the throwaway scenes. <clears throat> so this is a complete complete role reversal tonight. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're in such a good mood, but anyways, I'm going to edit that out. Because uh, maybe it's because I'm uh, Wesley Snipes fan. Okay. For me, to be honest, this movie is confused, doesn't know what it wants to do. It is entertaining, but there's just not a plot here that actually sustains itself as a movie. This feels like a short story 
the money train part of it feels like a separate movie from the gambling movie and a separate movie from the the love triangle. It's like three different things that all are not strong enough to come together, basically. That's why I gave it a two and a half. I just remembered. Jennifer fucking Lopez. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, you didn't bring her up in the final thoughts at all. So that that's why it's two and a half. Otherwise, it would be a two. For me, this is 100% a two-star movie, and I will say it is entertaining, but we have to raise the bar. Entertaining does not get you over two stars. Over two stars for me means entertaining plus good things beyond that. And this is merely entertaining. To be honest, if you only have two hours of time, you're better off watching White Man Can't Jump was a better combination for Woody Wesley than this movie. And when we review that movie someday, that'll be obvious at that point. So two stars, and that, folks, ends the Snipeathon. I just want to mention one thing, one fun fact we didn't mention was that in terms of the audience, well, do you remember the box office in this movie, Nick? So yes, I do remember the box office of the movie. So its budget was estimated at sixty-eight million. God, box office, thirty-five million. Thirty-five million. So somewhere, Tony Scott was right again. He said, "Hey, I don't think anybody's gonna watch that Money Train movie." You were right again, Tony Scott. Well, unfortunately, that is the case. So everyone, as usual, you do not have to get out of here. But I know I did not do this outro for the fan. And that was probably because I was still fanning over Wesley Snipes because he's still my favorite actor. My favorite actor is the guy from Troll 2, but I don't know his name, but I'm going to learn his name because he's, he's never actor. done anything since Troll 2 because he sucked. <laughs> his career was quick, short, and sweet, all right? He peaked high, and then he fell off the mountain, all right? He didn't even peak. He just died. No, no, I don't think so. Um, folks... One side note also, of course, as always, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Movie Fellas. Slowly growing at a huge pace. One subscriber last week. <laughs> and you know what? That one subscriber came after Land Before Time came out. I think he was actually before that. Right? No, it was, I'm pretty sure it was after. It was not as a product of that, for it sure. It was a product. It was not. It was probably some five-year-old who just saw Land Before Time. <laughs> oh, we're going to ruin his life so much. Ruin it. <laughs> so like, who is like, who, who recommended watch this movie? <laughs> um, all right, folks. Until next time, just remember that do not get on trains. <laughs> I don't know why, but just don't. And remember, folks, when it's raining outside, make sure you have an umbrella, unless you're one of those weirdos that likes to dance in the rain. I also suggest the rain is dancing, baby. I also suggest singing in the rain. The rain is singing, baby. It'll make you look weird, but at the same time, you'll be having fun. Have a good night. Enjoy your chicken nuggets. Make sure you get that buffalo sauce. Don't listen to Vic when he says ranch because it's just weird. Honey mustard.